don't you have a seat right over here for me? The Fakertarians, John Hudak and company, absolutely are entirely scum. I don't try. I don't sorry. trust. <laughs> I don't trust these motherfuckers at all, yeah. and they're absolute fucking scumbags. Good night, room. Good night, moon. Good night, cow jumping over the moon. It sucks, okay? Because Hudak is, has become like this annoying fucking bugaboo in the movement, right? Mm -hmm. But I have a soft spot for John Hudak. Like, honest to God, I do, right? Like, we, a little bit of context is important. If you don't know who John Hudak is, if you don't know who Fakertarians are and what they are about, it helps in, in this context because these are the people who have been going after Tom Woods for years, specifically to discredit him. I know some good games we could play, said the cat. I know some new tricks, said the cat in the hat. A lot of good tricks. I will show them to you. Uh -oh. Your mother will not mind at all if I do. Uh-oh. Me and that guy will exchange words when the time comes, because I think we need to talk about that in person and certainly hash that out. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the Fakertarians podcast. Today we have uh, myself, John Hudak, along with Jeremy Kantorowitz, and our tech guy. We're running a, running a little three-person thing again today instead of the like 10-person things we have on sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, it's the day before the convention. We're just gonna, we don't usually do, I think this is probably our first Thursday podcast we've ever done. Today's Thursday, right? I'm losing track yes. of days. Okay. It is, yep. So we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, we got a little video we're going to debut at some point. So probably in the next 10, 15 minutes, we got to do the thing where we like leave you waiting for a little bit so we don't just like post it. Even though we, we do have a decent amount of viewers right now, actually. So maybe we will do it pretty soon. But let me, we'll tease it for a little bit. But uh, then we'll talk about the Reno Strategic Action Plan. And we'll talk, which is a leak from the Mises Caucus. And we'll talk about the Southern Poverty Law Center article on the Mises Caucus, which I was featured in for some reason, because people like me, I guess. <laughs> so I like before, you, John. Before we get started, how's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Worked. Ate lasagna for dinner. Now, now we're now we're podcasting. Nice, nice. Tech guy. Yep. Not the same. All right. So I mean. I don't know. I know I said, I know we said we'd do like 10 to 15 minutes, but like, I don't know. We got people watching. Do we want to just throw it out there or do we want to tease them for a little bit more? I, well, I'll, I'll give an intro to it before we do, but we, we got to tease. We got to tease yeah. a little. So anybody, anybody see that Reno strategic action plan? Pretty interesting. I did. Uh, okay. I'm oh, sorry, it was like just the planks they want to remove. Oh, yeah, I know they, they're looking to remove the abortion plank, and they're also looking to, I mean, there's a few different things, but they're looking to remove the language from the platform about condemning bigotry as irrational and repugnant. I mean, I mean, why? You know what I mean? Like, it's been, it's been in the platform in one way or another. Um, 
since since the party's inception, I believe. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. I know it's at least been there since like the late seventies, if not if not the inception. But I mean, it looks like that's going down. Oh, Alan uh, thinks we might self-reflect here. We've done a lot of self-reflection and um, reflecting on everything. Um, we do believe that Tom Woods is a groomer <laughs> and a predator. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's been that's been my reflection too. Yeah. No, uh, no change there. A lot of reflection, but no change. Yep, a lot of reflection. Okay, I I just want to I just want to throw this video out there. I think we're I think we're gonna have to do it. Are we? Are you sure? Yeah, we're we're five minutes in. We got people watching. We okay. have twenty four people watching. So before we get started on this, um, so Tom, oh, Wood, you can't. Oh, before that, um, apparently, if you are a virgin, you cannot be a groomer. It's that's interesting. Huh. Do we have? Anyway. Do we have confirmation that Tom Woods is a virgin? I don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. <laughs> but anyway, so what was I saying about the video? So Tom Woods is giving a speech at the Libertarian National Convention tomorrow. Um, it's 7.30 Nevada time, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, he almost got removed from that. I imagine anyone who's watching this probably knows. And if not, we have a, I think we talked about it in a million different episodes. So that's a reason to go watch those. But we've heard that he might be a little bit nervous. So we had someone, well, we didn't have someone. We got this sent to us. Just a little bit of encouragement for Tom from a celebrity. Because we want to be, we want to be nice to him. We want to, we want to like make sure he feels good about giving his speech. So, do we have it queued up before I say it? I'm ready when you are. So, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hansen. Tom, 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 what am I to do with you? First of all, this very suspicious screen name, Math Tutor 15 for you. What do you mean by Math Tutor 15 for you? I hope you're not looking for 15-year-olds. I hope 15 is just your lucky number. Not that you're trying to get lucky with a 15-year-old, because if that was the case, you could end up in a dark kitchen being interrogated by me, which nobody wants. So behave yourself. Get your confidence up. I understand you're presenting in Reno, and you're nervous. Just tell the crowd to have a seat right over there. Then begin. Then you can have a seat afterwards. Take care. Good luck with the speech. I'll be watching. And is high, by the way. Sorry about AOL Instant Messenger. We used it a lot for the Predator cases, too. I'll have more of those soon on the TV for you. Sampling now on my YouTube channel. Have a seat with Chris Hansen podcast, Predators I've Caught. Don't be in them, Tom. Especially in Reno. Just watch or listen to them. In the meantime, I'll be watching out for you. So stay safe, stay healthy, and you'll be just fine with that speech, I'm sure. You know how hard it's been to keep that quiet for a few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Very. I didn't very, want to show everybody that. <laughs> I think, I mean, still I did gets, show a few people, but. Still gets me every time. So, yeah, it's it's nice that Chris gave him some encouragement. And, I mean, it was not. So, I see the comment down here that it, hoping it was sent directly to him. Um, we have not sent it to Tom. And I don't know that the person who sent it to us, sent it to us has sent it to Tom. But, I mean, I mean, it's going to. It's going to go around social media a bit. We're going to post it on our page later. 
have some other people share it around. It's a good night to do it the night before your speech. Right. Got to give them that encouragement. Exactly. So anyway, should we should we keep talking about the video? I feel like I don't know what to do now because we just like threw our thing out there. Or should we go into the rest of it? <laughs> um, what's the opposite of patience of a saint, John? Dude, oh. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> whenever I find some, whenever I find something out, I always want to just like tell everybody. <laughs> kind of my, it's kind of my thing, but I'm working on it. Well, I mean, we could talk more about the. Um... Um, we were talking about the the Reno action plan. Uh, I yeah, do see can... Alan is still in the comments. Yeah, Alan is being yeah. a dick in the comments. It's kind of his thing, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody has their thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe John's... Alan wants his own Chris Hansen video. He feels kind of left out. <laughs> oh, we got Archie joining. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Alan. Yeah, Al, you know, Alan's got being a dick in the comments. You're slightly impatient. I, I'm i perfect. Um, I have no flaws whatsoever. Archie, you just missed the big reveal. I don't think Archie is fully here yet. Oh. He's, Archie's he, here in spirit. He is. It's <laughs> a, purely just spirit. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, now we yes can Archie. You. Archie, you're live. I feel like this is like someone calling into a radio station and not knowing they're on the air. Archie. Archie. Okay, we do not have Archie. Archie is back with us in spirit. <laughs> okay, so we can talk here about the Reno strategic action plan. Maybe I could, should I pull it up? Like share my screen? Yeah. yeah, we could yes. do that if you. Okay. Yeah, if you want to oh. do that. Otherwise, I've got mine up too. If you want, uh, either way, whatever works. There it is. Okay. Okay, I'm not showing anything that's not supposed to be shown there. This oh, the other day. no more surprise Chris Hansen videos. You never know. We can make another one, but. So this is the leaked plan for Reno uh, from the Mises Caucus. I'll blow it up a little bit so we can see it a little bit better here. Let me do one more. So this is just listing their team members. It, it does get more interesting, trust me. Scroll through a little bit. Um, they're expecting a lot of challenges of state delegations, which, I mean, anyone is with all the stuff going on with Massachusetts and Delaware and all those other states. Let me find the interesting stuff for you guys. Oh, yeah. So here's they're looking to. So for anyone who doesn't know, Whitney Bilyeu is the chair of the Libertarian Party. Um, and there's going to be a chair election at this convention. But what they're looking to do is replace the convention chair prior to the election so they can get someone up there who's going to allow them to ramp through their agenda. So. They're saying they might even do that during delegate credentialing, which is like the beginning of it, um, where like when people are still kind of getting into the convention and getting signed up to be to show that they're actually delegates. Um, yo, yo. Says, oh, we got Archie again. You're back. Can you hear me? With, with audio. Yes, I can hear there you. There we go. So you missed the big reveal with the Chris Hansen video. Yeah, I think but, you showed it to me before. Yeah, I did. 
Like like I said earlier to everybody on here, I can't I can't not show people that it was too hard. <laughs> but um, we're going through the Reno strategic action plan uh, f- that leaked from the Mises Caucus. I don't know if you saw that the other day, Archie. Yeah, I, I browsed it. So we're on the part right now where they're saying basically that they're going to replace Whitney as the convention chair very early on, and they might even do it during credentialing if the chair becomes recalcitrant. I don't actually... I'm guessing that's just like not listening to them or something like that. I actually do not know what that word means. And I'm not afraid to admit it. But anyway... Yeah, they want to have Ken Molman ascend into the chairmanship in that scenario, which makes sense because Molman, I've been, I've heard he leaks things to Heiss all the time, even though he likes to act like he's not a Mises person. He, he totally is. I mean, they don't, what? they don't endorse non-Mises people for positions, and they're endorsing him for judicial committee, even though I believe he might have dropped his run. What were you gonna say, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. I was say another example for the people that think you know hearsay is when things I don't like that was actually hearsay. I just like to keep pointing that out. <laughs> the, 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 the I've heard he likes to leak things. That was yeah. That hearsay. actually that actually would be hearsay, right? <laughs> but but a witness seeing something that's it's, that's not, is not that's a, yeah. That's, so that's a also witness hearsay. a witness seeing something with your own eyes that's called a. a, a an eyewitness is that <laughs> that is called an eyewitness yeah yeah it's not hearsay alan is mad about someone being a sociopath and i mean it's nice it's nice we have alan here a little bit of spirited debate in the comments here i'm waiting to see what else he says are you being <laughs> charitable with the word debate there yes i am okay i'm feeling I charitable feeling. i had that feeling because okay, so one of the things I love seeing is is all these Mises people copy Heiss with the whole you must be a bad faith actor routine even before we've gotten to any of the real premises of the debate. Like that's pretty typical. Oh, here, here, Joe has um, has provided us a definition of re- recal- rec- I can't. Recal- <laughs> <laughs> this word is going to kill us. <laughs> of whoa, 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 the chair. Whoa, whoa. Oh, time, oh, there's time a, out for a second. It would oh, be two way. What is Alan? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is the moral age of consent? How Ooh, about if, in the comments how about if, if you try to um, date too young? The father will tell you the moral age of consent with a 12 gauge. That's usually <laughs> how it works, Alan. Just just putting that out there. Uh, I believe in the right to keep and bear arms and especially for that kind of defense. Okay. Wait, I'm let's. Just, okay. So uh, I say I'm let's just, hop. I'm scrolling through the, the plan okay. a little bit to find the interesting yeah. stuff. Let's hop back to Joe's comment here. Yeah, I'll let you talk while I'm looking for stuff. Yeah, I like how. Um, yeah, recal, recalient, um, defiant of authority. What? She's the chair. Why? I think they're going more for two A. Difficult to manage or operate. They I want suppose. Ken Molman, who would be easy to manage and operate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will also say this. They're, them using recalcitrant in this uh, strategic whatever the hell it is, I guarantee it means Josh Smith didn't touch this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we got something here. So they did this weird thing where they're having, so they're having one of their like offsite uh, events again that lines up with the convention. What? And you didn't know that? No way. <laughs> okay. No, so that, that was sarcasm. So originally in the, order of business that's out there right now i believe the uh chair debate is actually supposed to be friday night for lp chair but they actually have an event that night so they've already been saying that they're going to change that up so this is their actual schedule they're trying to change it to way to go randall we got breakfast (laughs) with groomer or edward snowden um, and then we they get pretty quick into the chairs race. It's supposed to be a little bit after 2 p.m. And generally, the chairs race, I feel like, is maybe like Sunday. I don't remember when it was last year. And then they're going to they're going to have most of the elections on Friday. At least they're trying to do that. This is assuming they can actually change it. I don't think there's anything else interesting in this, particularly interesting to me in the schedule. Um, what else did they want to change here? We got to get to the the platform planks in a second. I just want to make sure I don't skip over anything. Shortening at large candidate speech time. So cares if that's fine. Uh, oh yeah, so they want to make it so that so the LP has like a a token system for nominating presidential or vice presidential candidates at a convention. And right now it only takes 30, and I I think it's each delegate gets a token. Right now it only takes 30 tokens to nominate someone and have them on the debate stage. They want to change it to 150. And I can only imagine that so that they can kind of limit the number of anti-Mises candidates that are on the stage in 2024. They don't want people up there calling out Dave Smith, who's obviously going to be their 2024 candidate, even though he likes to tell me that he hasn't decided yet. They've been talking about this since late 2020. But yeah, I don't think they want, I don't think they want some kind of candidate that's just going to go up there to call him out. And I think, I doubt we could probably get any up with 150. So that's probably a good idea to, to vote against this. Anyway, recalcitrant chair again. Um, they think we might try to abolish Robert's rules. I haven't heard anything about that. They think that anti-Mises people are going to steal microphones. Um, so they're going to be bringing bullhorns to the event. They think Whitney might try to adjourn the meeting without a vote, in which case they're going to have Ken Molman preside over the meeting with spare gavels that he's bringing. <laughs> Spare gavels. I mean, it doesn't specifically say he's bringing them, but that's pretty much what it seems like, unless they're bringing them for him. But he's got to be in on this. I mean, come on. And then if... uh, Oh, wait. So Ice, or whoever wrote this up, thinks that Whitney might instruct hotel security to clear the room. And then if that happens, which is in their weird fantasy world, I like, I don't know why she would have 
them clear the room unless like the Mises people are going around like breaking shit or something. But if that happens, they're going to move to adjourn the convention to the parking lot of the convention. And they're going to have a parking lot convention with Ken Molman as chair with bullhorns. <laughs> wow. Which actually, I kind of hope that happens because it would just be really fucking funny. That would be interesting to see if there was any media coverage for that. <laughs> oh, um, so so we missed something here. Um, uh, Joe had mentioned um, scroll past a part of the script that replaces supermajority requirements Ooh, with simple majority. Let's <clears throat> uh, um, see if I can find it again. Necessary... So, so guys, just to be clear, I want to be really clear about this. This isn't a takeover, guys. They don't have a well-planned takeover going. This is just reinforcements. Here we go. So this is so they can uh, suspend the rules easier. They're saying instead of a call to question, which requires a two-thirds vote to end the bait, they're going to say, I move to suspend the rules and adopt X motion without further debate or amendment, which is functionally calling the question with a majority of the convention. So they don't need two thirds. They just need a majority. I think that's what Joe was talking about here. So yeah. I, I want to give a quick shout out to Matthew DG. Uh, he has Carlin, I think, as his uh, profile pick. George Carlin rocks. Okay, so now we're on the... So they're looking to... We already knew this. They're looking to get rid of the abortion plank. Um, but I think the... It's a little more interesting once we once we get to their other edits to planks. So obviously they're endorsing Angela. They're endorsing Karen Ann. <laughs> Visionary <laughs> leadership. Oh, man. Oh, friend, yeah, I let's died. look through these. Principled like messaging like... Like calling Hotep Jesus a truth seeker for thinking that yeah. the Jews are on Hollywood. That's That's principled. Oh, and then the recent thing of her going around basically saying she's going to fire anybody that that she doesn't like, even though, from what I understand, she doesn't have the authority to just fire people. I think that's a question for Joe, if he's still listening. Because <laughs> I have no I think, clue. I think actually how that works is she has say in who the ex-executive uh, director is. So, like, okay. if they if the executive director is recalcitrant... <laughs> they'll get, you know, shown a pink slip. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so who do so, we got? So visionary leadership, principled messaging, strategic planning. Maybe she put this together? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a strategic action plan. I mean, Strong advocate of member rights. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that she has no problem with me being booted from the Vermont Facebook groups and the state committee without so much as a, a ne'er-do-well. I'm just going to guess that she's going to be okay with that. I'm wondering if holds integrity as highest priority is like a Dave Smith joke. It's actually probably funnier <laughs> than anything he's ever said. That is actually kind of funny. It's member rights that of the members you like. Well, yeah. I mean, what else are we talking about here? She's the den mother. She has to look out for them. 
Much of the staff, LP staff have. Oh, I didn't know oh. we were going to scroll into Hagopian next. Ah, oh, I don't want to look at this. <laughs> oh, that face just looks at, looks like bad FEC reports. <laughs> 20 plus years of just... financial anal analysis experience. 20 plus years and he still can't do it. <laughs> Zach is saying that Archie is too loud. <laughs> oh, okay, I will fix. Well, I think I heard Jeremy clicking around. Yeah, I can adjust him here. Okay, Wait, what is what is Alan saying we're at risk of? I'm just being exuberant, Zach. <laughs> we, we are at risk <laughs> of something. I don't know. All right, let's let's scroll through these. Are we, what are we at standard. risk of? We don't have to. We don't have to go through every one of these people because they're gonna have the same like okay, so things like, that don't actually mean anything. Let's 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 stop on Pat Ford. I want to see what they have for Pat okay. Ford because that son of a. <clears throat> I don't know Look, him well, so I'll let you a, talk about he's, him. He's he's a lying piece of. <clears throat> <laughs> he literally lied about. Passing um, has based about VTLP during the taste. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't think of three things. You had to put based. Okay, here we go. Okay. Unapologetically libertarian. Uh, no, because to my definition of libertarianism, you're also against fraud. He, 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 he is allergic to truth, and he eats fraud for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all I'm going to say about that guy. I can tell you really like him. Oh, yeah. He's a swell guy. Okay. Let me... Judicial Committee endorsements. Oh, yeah. Well, look. Look who's here. He'll choose membership over leadership if the membership is the Mises Caucus, I'm sure. Okay. I'm going to... I'm just going to go through these people because I don't really feel like... Rachel you know, says porn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is good. They don't just want to re-elect Karen Ann. They want to also reinstate her as the secretary of this convention for some reason. <laughs> oh, I just spewed my coffee all over my keyboard. <laughs> and then what else do we got here? Okay, so yeah, they're, they, they want to remove the abortion plank, blah, blah, blah. We already know about that one, so that one's not even I, particularly Can, can we bring back up Matt DG's comment? Because I want to read that into the record. <laughs> Harlos is anything but a model of integrity. She lied about the state of the LPCO convention and stole it from me. Parentheses, I was committee chairman. Close parentheses. When I only had one speaker left to book. That reminds me, does anyone... I don't... Have I ever said the story of the time that I... Uh, I emailed the entire LNC about Harlos, and she and she sent an email back to me. Uh, let me t let me tell the story. I'm pulling it up right now. I don't think I've heard this. No. Okay, so when there was that motion to suspend her, I think it was the second time, like the one that actually went through. Um, let me see. Okay, found the email here. I I wrote in that I was writing in favor to the entire LNC that I was writing in favor of the motion to suspend to suspend her. Um, I talked about a few different things, but I also talked about how she publicly referred to members of the LNC on her YouTube channel as fucking ableist, fucking motherfucker <laughs> sexist. Okay, in now I to remember. the previous motion to suspend her. So she responded back to me, like straight to my email, 
saying, I said no such thing. You are manufacturing a string of words. Didn't I have that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, so, <laughs> here's, so the video she did it with had been made private. So I said to her, it was said in the video here that it's since been made private. I would be happy to prove, happy to prove it if the video were to be made public yet, public again. And I linked to the video, but it was private. Then Archie found that he had that video saved on his computer. He had already downloaded it when it happened. So I, before that, I was just replying to her because her message was only to me. It wasn't to the entire LNC. So I CC the entire LNC and I wrote the relevant video clip in which you call members of the LNC fucking ableist fucker motherfucker sexist in response to the original motion to suspend, which you denied doing above, is at the link below. And yeah, so she she went on this whole like excuse thing about how it's not something she recalls and blah blah blah. And then she she uh yeah, she seemed kind of like apologetic. And then I found a the same day? Yeah, the same day someone sent me a uh a Facebook post from her saying that I want this also to be clear. Hudak doesn't give a fuck about what I said. He is weaponizing it to get even with me for New Hampshire and for being friendly with Mises. He can go <laughs> fuck himself. He tries to destroy people from blind hatred and zealotry and is a terrible person. I apologized to the people I was speaking of. Hudak is a fucking snake. Titanoboa. So that's, <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my Karen and Harlow story. Anyway, we'll get back to this. So this one's, I don't remember anything interesting about this one. So I'm going to, oh, yeah, here, here's the one. <clears throat> so they're moving to suspend the rules. This is what they want to do. To suspend the rules to amend six, section 3.5 of the platform to delete the following sentence. We condemn bigotry as irrational and repugnant. It's part of plank 3.5 of the Libertarian Party platform, rights and discrimination. And I have their... Uh, explanation down here. And don't worry, guys. They're totally not trying to pander to bigots here. They're just they just want to get rid of the part of the platform that says that bigotry is bad, but totally not pandering to them. So here's their explanation. One of the major goals of the Mises Caucus is to make the LP appealing to the wider liberty movement that is largely not currently here with us. That movement strongly rejects wokeism. <laughs> they wrote it as like wokeism. I think I would think it would have an e at the end. But I don't know in the word games associated with it. This, along with the deletion of the abortion plank, will display that there are serious cultural changes in the party that are more representative of that movement. Like, more that, representative is, that is so close paleo. to saying the quiet part, so close to saying the quiet part out loud. That's that's like a, a dog bullhorn right there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sure, more representative of the Groypers. <laughs> More representative of the paleos and magas. Definitely, speaking of groypers, definitely go on Twitter and search Nick Fuentes and see all about that. That is super fun. Yeah, that's a. There's a that's funny all story I'm going to right say. Now, we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> nope. Just, but that's all. Just go go search Nick Fuentes on Twitter. It's not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's one of the things they want to do. 
Um, I don't think this one... Yeah, just political self-determination, including secession, whatever. Um, there was... There's at least one more interesting one. Here's the Tom Woods Amendment. Bingo, right there, Joe. Oh, no, this isn't it. Oh, did I go past it? Uh, oh, no, I, I was... Again. No, this yeah. one I This was... one isn't that interesting. This is... No, I was just talking about um, Joe's comment there. Oh, okay, because I'm I'm looking through the, the PDF right now, so I don't even see what's up on the screen. You think when Joe just looks at the dumpster fire that he just kind of chuckles and laughs a little bit? Because I definitely would. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we can ask him. <laughs> Joe, are you laughing at the dumpster fire? <laughs> where, where, there's at least two more interesting ones here. Joe's out there saving taxpayers money. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Representative government. Hey, wait, wait, wait. What? All on, on one, two, three. On three. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that was self-defense. This thing is long here. It's like 70 pages. I know. Omissions, it's totally not, not a one. takeover, guys. <laughs> um, so these are like pr proposed planks already, apparently, or proposed amendments, but they want to... They show their... Uh, rationale and the vote recommendation there is the um, kids i need the kids one the immigration one and the trans one so the let's see the um, why didn't they even so the immigration there's two oh, immigration well, ones but the second one's more interesting yeah okay so there's the abortion oh, one uh Did we, t we talked about the abortion one right i forget yeah yeah, yeah. this here's the parental rights one they want to get rid of the thing that says that children are to be free from abuse and neglect. Yeah, th this, this one. But that, yeah, who knows? Right. So the th is oh, the second, is the second one, the good one, or is this the, is this, this is the, this is the children one, but I want to get to the, I want to get to the Control immigration F. one. Okay, well, so for the children one, so the way that this ends up working, now let me pull it up here. Um, yeah, so the proposal addresses the separation of state and family and advocates market forces and voluntary cooperation as well as the stark reality of familial separation at the hands of the state in a manner that protects parental and child rights. These amendments remove ambiguous language from the plank and make it distinct so that the clarifying cause states that the rights of the children must be and are protected but the way that this essentially reads is um it takes it takes away the free from abuse and neglect and that is weird because then it turns um provided that the rights of the children that leaves it very vague and weird and um you know well then what's abuse and neglect i mean most um you would think libertarians would think um you know spanking is abuse um sending you know um you know maybe 
15 year old and a 26 year old dating would be possibly abuse um you know so it turns it into it's not abuse it's catholicism kind of kind of thing tom woods amendment right so the tom woods amendment um oh there's andy i know yeah he had a good yeah um, the thing about administrative court and then the yeah the administrative court thing because it's family courts not administrative i mean there's definitely problems with family court don't get me wrong but it right i'm plenty been through there been yeah been dealt with that in my life but like yeah a million and a half complaints about it it's but it's not administrative okay so let me get to the ones and it's if anything really interesting to to use their excuse it's states rights because states run family courts there's no federal family court once again it's not administrative Okay, so this is a proposal that's actually good. So, but it's, this is not their proposal. We'll get to it. So, this is the immigration plank of the Libertarian Party. And right now, it says that political freedom and escape from tyranny demand that individuals not be unreasonably constrained by government and the crossing of political boundaries. So, the proposal here, not for Mises, is to get rid of unreasonably. So, it's just not be constrained. Of course. Mises is against it. So their their explanation here. This motion is a backup in the event of Proposal 16 failing to pass, and we support the passage of Proposal 16. It's like combining two blanks together. Um, Furthermore, this erodes the spirit of the Dallas Accord by making full open borders the official stance of the Libertarian Party when this is not a consensus in the membership, the candidates, the community, Libertarian scholars, or the literature. This eliminates from the platform privatization of the border and private property lines as being a separate yet canon solution to immigration within the spectrum of libertarian thought. I mean, this definitely does not make it so that people can go in your yard or something if we're talking about private property lines. It it literally says political boundaries. It doesn't say any boundaries. Like, it's not like... It's not saying that some dude can just like hang out in your backyard or something like that. So this seems kind of. I think it actually means that um, anyone can march into your living room, and and um, annex it and like hand you like hoppy and literature. I think that's what's going on here. Like, <laughs> well, it's clearly. They can, they can let's be real here for a second. Dave Smith is not invited into my living room. Mm-mm. Make that clear. Let's let's be real here for a second. Uh, the only the reason they're against this is because of the Hoppians and because of people like Dave Smith, they want to be able to say that libertarians are anti-immigration in some way or another sometimes. And this is, this would be a step in the other direction. And they definitely do not want to go that direction. Here's here's the thing. We are anti-immigration in the sense of a private association has the right to determine who it has as its, as its members. So, uh, we have the irony here of the Mises caucus storming the gates of a private organization while also <laughs> claiming that our borders as a nation should be closed. Yeah. Also, that better myself. They, they've made a, they've made a little grammatical error there. They say libertarian scholars. It should be scholar. Just one. <laughs> Just hop up. You're not. So we, we're not counting Tom Woods as a libertarian scholar. You're gonna make him. Yeah. Sad. No. 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 Okay. No. As as I tweeted out like a week or so ago, uh, Hoppe is not the worst libertarian philosopher out there. 
to qualify as that, he would first have to be a libertarian. libertarian. <laughs> yeah, I was curious where you're going with that one for a second. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm, I'm literally considering Hoppe a libertarian over Tom Woods. I mean, like this is getting bad. <laughs> okay, so there's one more. I think it was. They're that mad about the, the trans one. Yep, the trans one. I think it's yeah. just. Yep, there it is. Why would the meat caucus be mad about that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's they have trans members. Yeah, all one of them are two. Are <laughs> so this is this is a current. Uh, it's not a Mises proposal. It's just one that's out there right now to add to the personal relationships uh, plank of the platform to say individuals have the sole authority to determine and express their own gender gender identities. And it's saying government does not have the authority to define, promote, license, or restrict self-expression in personal relationships, regardless of the number of participants. So let's see what Mises thinks about this. Mises caucus vote recommendation. Vote no. This is implicitly making a statement on an issue of biology and not libertarian principle, and in doing so, choosing the woke side of the culture war. Seems to me like they're actually choosing the hard right side of the culture war by being against it. I don't know. Yeah. No, no they, they, oh, they no. aren't hard Acknowledging right. people, They're acknowledging individuals, acknowledging individuals have the sole authority <clears throat> to determine and express their own I identity. Oh, no. Scary. How unlibertarian. Like, I just, I just, I can't. They think it's going to scare away people who don't like trans people, which... A lot of their membership, not all, there's people I'm sure that are totally fine with trans people in the Mises Caucus, but I bet if you looked at the proportion of people who don't like trans people in the Mises Caucus versus the proportion of people who don't like trans people in the rest of the libertarian membership, I would bet it's a lot higher in the Mises Caucus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Water right, is so, wet, too. <laughs> so that's the end of the strategic action plan. What time do we got? Okay, we got we got some more time. We're only forty three minutes. Is away. is Alan actually like Arvin? <laughs> but under a sock account? He's, is that, what's, is, is that a, what's going on? He is asking a lot of age of consent questions. <laughs> hey Alan, how, here's a better question. How about you find me a doctor willing to like lose their license just so some kid can change their gender? Who doesn't need it? Yeah. There you go. Doctors generally do not want to lose their license. I don't know, uh, but apparently to Alan, like there are thousands of doctors out there willing to do this, and not just one doctor. Like I, I'm sure they have to go to a psychiatrist and everything. So I mean, this is multiple doctors. Do we have to, to have Alan life. on sometime? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna have to have Alan on. How, how do we know we haven't? What was that other guy's name? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> Ted. It could have been. There's Ted. another guy. There's another guy on. Uh, on Twitter today, I was arguing with who we might have on next weekend, so that'll be fun. Yeah, we have. I have problems answering. Oh, basic we're questions struggling to answer basic questions. Oh no! Yeah. I thought my 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 answer was pretty succinct. Um, <laughs> the father's gonna come at you with a shotgun. Was that not like succinct? Oh, we gotta. We have something actually important to cover besides Alan. So. Joe Bishop Henchman responded to our uh, question. He said, on your question of whether I'm glad I spent 25 years in ELP, so what's happening now is mostly saddening to me. Not so much that populist authoritarians want to seize our brand, ballot access, and assets, 
but that I couldn't rally libertarians to save it. Sorry to be a downer. No, uh, thank you. No. Thank you for what you've that's done. That's not though. being it's, a downer. It is not your fault. Actually, yeah, this none of this is your fault. I don't it's... think I don't think that's being a downer, Joe. I think that's being realistic, and I think that you're a, a solid example of fighting the state because you've uh, fought the IRS directly and yeah, won. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything for liberty because he doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, the, I the forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. The LP was too good for you, Joe. Honestly. Okay, so I want to move on to the other thing I wanted to talk about here today, besides the Chris Hansen video and besides the leak thing. So the Southern Poverty Law Center. I'm going to stop sharing my uh -oh. screen for a second. Uh -oh. Southern Poverty yeah. Law Center put a an article out just the other day about the Mises Caucus. So maybe I can pull that one up and we can go through it like, I, like we just did for the action plan. Give me one second here. Okay. So, oh, there we go. Oh, hey, look at that front, front, so got, uh, front cover. So we got Jeremy Kaufman there, we got Michael Heiss there, and we have Patrick Byrne there. And it says Mises Caucus. Could it sway the Libertarian Party to the hard right? The answer to that question is yes. But let's get into it here. So it's talking about how the convention is this weekend. And a lot of members of the LP. This this article was very friendly to non-Mises members of the LP. It wasn't because people like to say like, oh, the SPLC just hates everyone who's a libertarian. Doesn't really seem like it. I mean, I spoke with this reporter and he I, I read what he wrote. And he, I mean, he was pretty he was pretty friendly to a lot of libertarians, just not the ones who like Trump or hate immigration or want to get rid of the bigotry plank. Or apparently met with Steve Bannon. Yes, yeah, so that's interesting. We'll get to that. <laughs> so I'll scroll through this a bit. We don't need to touch on everything. Talking about how how the LP donations have missed targets and members are fleeing the party. Uh, that's according to David Valente, who used to be on the LNC. He was um, a regional, right? I think he was a regional alternate. Okay. I believe. And then Angela McArdle was the only one who actually responded to any of the requests for comment for this article telling Hate Watch that bigotry is not part of the Mises Caucus strategy. She said, we're grateful for the opportunity to help people let go of collectivism as they search for the truth and find their way to liberty. We will always fight for the freedom of all people, but also we want to get rid of the bigotry plank because we want to attract bigots to the party. Now, that last part wasn't there, but it's implied. Okay, so the author talks a bit about the paleo strategy uh, with Rothbard and Rockwell. I feel like we've gone into that 8 million times on here. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy talking about that, but he talks about how Mises Caucus members have argued for limited immigration. They've argued for unleashing the police on Black Lives Matter protesters. They've made anti-trans comments. Um, talks about how Ashley Shade, who is who is a trans woman and was the former chair of the Massachusetts Party, resigned after Mises Caucus members harassed her. Um. And I, I definitely saw a lot of really shitty comments about not like 
criticize someone for their political stuff, fine. But the fact that she's trans shouldn't have anything to do with that. But it does to people who don't like trans people. And then... well, according to uh, Dave Smith, they're liars. <laughs> and he said that to Chris Cantwell, what, three days after Charlottesville? Yeah, he did. And he's also, he's called, Dave has actually called me a known liar, which in regards to the Tom Woods alle- grooming allegations, which was, which was pretty funny. And he never did respond to my question about that. So Okay, so I want to address Alan's comment here. Don't make it personal in response to someone being trans, because there's nothing wrong with being trans. But you can make it personal in response to someone being a predator of children, because there is definitely something wrong with preying on children. So that's the little difference there. A trans person existing is not preying on children. But a person grooming a kid when they're an adult is preying on children. 26 and 15. The more you know, you know. So the someone who was an LP member and a former member of the Mises Caucus shared screenshots of the Mises Caucus linked groups on social media with the author. That someone is me, like it says. Um, It talks about fakertarians here. And the screenshots talk about... This was an interesting connection because it's not one I've made a lot. It talks about how Michael Heiss got donations and advice from Patrick Byrne, who used to be the CEO of Overstock.com. He's a big QAnon guy. He's a big Trumper. He spoke at the January January 6th rally. Um, But it's a little known fact, and I don't know how public it is, but Heiss actually wanted to run Patrick Byrne for president in 2020 he wanted patrick byrne to be the lp nominee i mean yeah, i guess I that fucking really psyched. yeah i guess that fell psyched. apart yeah he was so excited yeah. about the this was before jacob hornberger i totally remember this yep so it's kind of talk the author's making the connection here between some of the trump circles and the mises caucus talking about the donations from the meetings with him it is it is pretty damn interesting say and of course patrick burned and not respond to a request for comment the author also talks about the thing we've covered before about how heist tried to put up a guy who was convicted of whipping his penis out in front of little girls as the lp candidate for pennsylvania governor um the only reason that that didn't happen well he was he nominated heist personally nominated him we have the video the only reason that didn't happen, though, is because he was found to be ineligible because he hadn't lived in Pennsylvania for long enough. He also actually, this man, Daryl Brooks, also happened to be Rudy Giuliani's star witness at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping press conference about election fraud. Fun fact. And Heiss, of course, did not respond to a request for comment about that. Archie, what were you going to say? Um... Yeah, so so the best case scenario with nominating Brooks like that is absolutely brutal incompetence because that was found with a five-minute Google search. So if a, if your full-time job is chairing a, a pack and you can't do a five-minute Google search, you shouldn't be part of the pack, much less a leader, much less the chair for life, much less paid to be chair. 
Yeah, it seems like all they really know how to do is like take things over and pack conventions. But once five they actually, minutes of googling, five once they actually get into anything like substantive, it seems like they're totally lost, and it is going to be. If if they, I, I think they'll probably take over this weekend. Like if I had to guess, and I think it'll probably be a route. But if that happens, it is going to be incompetent central right there. Mm-hmm. So okay, so Alan is talking about um oh God, Alan again. How how uh how he'd be fine with heist meeting, for instance, with a high level Democratic operative, and that somehow that that's an argument by me against freedom of association. No, 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 no. Let me make this clear. If Heiss wants to invite Steve Bannon to live with him, that is Heiss's right to ask Steve Bannon. If Bannon wants to agree, that is Bannon's right to agree. The point is, it's really shady for someone that calls themselves a libertarian to be hanging around with a high-level political operative of another party. That's yeah. the point. It's it's not about freedom of association. Heist can, also... can, can buy the guy a beer or a fifth of whiskey or even 12 shots. I don't care. It's also the fact, though, that he wanted to run Patrick Byrne for president. And I can testify to that myself because I was... In, I was in Mises Caucus leadership at the time. I was invited to leadership meetings, and Heist wanted to run this guy, who's a QAnon, whatever guy, big Trumper. But anyway, what if, so oh. <laughs> oh, go on, Jeremy. I want to talk about Bannon oh. in a second. Oh, there's somebody. Yeah, what if um, this comment here? What oh, what if Heist met with George Soros? Would Alan be okay? <laughs> And like there. I don't have a problem with somebody meeting with somebody. I mean, I've I can... seen pictures with Mises members, and I've seen them with Roger Stone. I mean, if I had a chance to go to dinner with Roger Stone, I would, I mean, laugh at him <laughs> the entire time, but I would still go to dinner with Roger Stone. I mean, there's, there's okay. no problem gotta... in meetings with somebody. It's your intentions and what surrounds that. I got to address this because Alan still apparently doesn't get what's going on here. This isn't just a meeting. They're going over strategy, there's donation involved, and Heist literally wanted to run him for president. You can meet with someone without wanting to run them for president, but right. he wanted like to said, run him for president. That's not like said, just an enemy and, meeting. He's not an enemy, right. it's a guy he wanted to run. Right. That's, like, that's, I, that's like I said, I would go to dinner with Adam. Roger Stone, but I wouldn't take money from Roger Stone. I wouldn't want to run him for president. I wouldn't difference i i don't understand why people don't understand these things but anyway so we it's got like, yeah tactical Josh, or purposeful Josh stupidity on the head here if the libsock caucus were recruiting and running tankies people would rightfully be loudly objecting to that strange how libertarians or quote libertarians are willing to sweep under the rug off right but the off left is a bridge too far not even the off left is is a bridge too far uh you know, voluntary left is a bridge too far. For you get entire... called a left libertarian. I, yeah, I get called that all the time. All statism is bad, period, and status shouldn't feel welcome in the LP. Damn bleeping straight. So, gets to the article. Um, there's There had been some Bannon rumors going around working with the Mises Caucus, and I don't know anything about it personally, um, except that they had been denied, which is talked about in the article here. But... 
the reporter apparently found, and I've never heard, I'll, I'll uh, highlight this here. I've never heard this, but I don't, I believe that he was told this, um, right. that Kaufman, Jeremy Kaufman met with Steve Bannon in Massachusetts after Biden was inaugurated. I would definitely like to hear more about that because there, it is kind of weird how a lot of people think the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is just kind of throwing things so that the Republicans win. And I mean, I wouldn't put that past them. Yeah, it, it, of all of all groups, that definitely would be Republican saboteur groups. Definitely, by far. If I could make a you know a, a educated, opinionated guess. Okay, and then what did uh, what did Jeremy say? Um, my objectives are not necessarily your objectives. Oh, my my objectives are probably different from yours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after he went into the yeah, after he went into the yeah, the New Hampshire convention and voted exactly how Heist was telling him to and So it talks in here about Hotep Jesus, who's a guy we've covered before. Um he's part of the Hotep movement, which I think the best way to describe it would be like a, a black nationalist movement, probably. But it's a very anti Semitic one. Uh he's talked about how like the Jews hate black people and he's a Holocaust denier and all this stuff. He basically, he blames the Jews for all the world's problems. It's kind of like his thing. And the Mises Caucus invited him to speak in an event in uh, May of 2021 that they were putting on in California. And Angela McArdle, the Mises Caucus chair candidate, was confronted about this at the Alabama uh, state LP state convention. I think that was last year. And she said that let me see if I can find the quote, because it's not exactly here. Or I guess I feel like the actual quote is even more is Damn even me, worse yep. than what's yeah. So here's the So the question from which was asked by Zach Brett, who's in our comments right now. Um like separate okay. Was so in California, your caucus has <clears throat> invited Hotep Jesus to speak at their convention. He has expressed anti Semitic views, anti GSM views. He's not a libertarian. If elected to be chair of the national party, would you invite someone like that to the national convention? And most of her answer after the, after the first part is just kind of like one of those things politicians do where they don't really say anything, but they use uh -huh. words to kind of dance around the question. But I think her first sentence here is very illuminating. Her first two sentences. She said, I reject the premise of your question. I don't actually think that someone who's trying to be a truth seeker and understand what's going on and ask the question about whether or not Jews run Hollywood is an anti-Semite. And she definitely knew that the thing about asking if Jews run Hollywood, he's done, he's done a lot more than that too. And she, she definitely knew that. And she was trying to minimize it by saying asking. It wasn't even asking. It's, it's a guy who goes around saying the Jews run everything and saying the Jews are responsible for everything. But just look at the way she treats someone like Hotep Jesus versus the way she tw she treats like an anti Mises person. Yeah, it's, it's striking. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and... I, I, for instance, she would never characterize me as just asking questions about the Mises Caucus. She would say okay. I'm a hater, that I'm blind, and that I'm a leftist soy cucked boy. <laughs> and just to be clear, I am actually side chatting with a friend of mine who is works in Hollywood and is a gay Muslim. So 
not <laughs> the Jews don't run everything. So they're talking about uh, they talk about Dave Smith, how all the alt right figures he brings on his podcast. Um, talking about how his fans, a bunch of a bunch of his fans, are a bunch of racists and all that. Not all of them, all I will say, but there's a there's a pretty high amount. It's a lot higher than our fan than the percentage of our fan base. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, can, can we go back to Randall's comment? I would like to read that into the record. Angela is such an awful human slash candidate. Just pure garbage. Thank you, Randall. Talking about Nick Fuentes and Dave Smith. On, on that most recent one, which is talked about here, uh, Dave Smith told Nick Fuentes that he tips his hat to him for triggering the right people. And for anyone who doesn't know, Fuentes is basically like a thinly veiled neo-Nazi. I mean, he doesn't even, he barely veils it, but he he doesn't like black people. He thinks the U.S. should be a white country, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's talked he about like women. He's talked about like a what? Yeah, he he does. He's he's talked about Def- how women should be treated like they are in Saudi Arabia, and he's talked about how a white woman having sex with a, a black man is like some is like someone having sex with a dog. So he's he's a piece of shit. But um, that's actually yeah, not the kind of person you want to tap tip your hat to. That's an insult to shit. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit can be used as fertilizer. That is true. I I do think shit is a lot more useful than than Nick Fuentes. Um, what else do we got here? Nick, if you're listening, hi. Talking about how uh, Dave is in with Malkin and, and Molyneux and all that. I mean, this is stuff we've gone over in the past. Um, talking about how Dave told Cantwell a few days after Charlottesville that he's sympathetic to the alt-right to a large degree, but that he disagreed with their tactics. That was where he called trans people liars. He likes to say it's a joke, but... Even if it's a joke, I don't know that you want to make a... It's a political podcast, it's not a comedy podcast, and you're supporting this neo-Nazis interpretation of trans people as being liars. I, I don't know. I don't think that's the right thing to say, Dave. Yeah. You know, um, it looks t- like we, oh. we have come to somewhat of a common ground um, with Alan, and he definitely doesn't mind dunking a bit on uh, on Nick here. Um, he says straight cult of personality. Well, yeah, that's there's a lot of that too, um, like with Tom Woods and Dave Smith. Um, <laughs> but... but good for Alan. He got he got one. And then there's the Jeff Look up Dice Ryan stuff. Dawson, Alan. There's the Jeff <laughs> Dice stuff, the blood and soil stuff. I remember when that happened. Like, do you guys remember when that happened? Because that speech he gave was like a few weeks before Charlottesville. And then mm-hmm. right after that, there were people chanting blood and soil in the streets. Like, even if even if he totally used that innocently, which I have my doubts about, um, I think it was more of a pander thing. I don't think he's a Nazi. I think, you, I think it was a pander to the far right. But even if he totally used it innocently, when you see people chanting the same thing in the streets at a white nationalist rally a few weeks later, you might want to clarify a little bit and be like, yeah, this, this is not good. Right. They still, yeah, still defend the blood and soil. Um, oh, yeah, I thought this was funny. So they're talking about the argument between Tom Woods and Sarwark. And then just out of nowhere, in an April 10th post, Fakertarians accused Woods of grooming his ex-wife when he was 26 and she was 15. Woods has denied this. 
I, I just is, love that that was included. Right, which is actually more generous to Woods than uh, than Woods himself, but he's denied it by changing his story like four times. But yeah, <laughs> get rid of Jeff Dice, I guess. Yes, yes. yes. What about yes, Lou yes. Rockwell? Yeah, let's get rid of him. Let's, let's of, do Lou Rockwell next, Alan. Speaking of presidents and the Mises Institute, did you know you can order books from them for free? Oh, God. And then take those books to half price books and they will buy them from you. I made $30. You're monetizing the haters. <laughs> I should I should order another round of books. Oh god. And then it talks about how there was that debate between Sarwark and Dave Smith where Dave Smith asked Sarwark if he wants to bring racists into a philosophy that believes in peace. And Sarwark rightfully said no, not until they disavowed their racism. Makes sense to me. And then it talks about how Sasha Cohen, who was, you think he still is an elected official in uh, Illinois. He resigned from national over the Mises caucus right around the time of the LPNH controversy. And it ends with the quote from Sasha saying, there's no tent big enough to hold racists and people of color, which I think is pretty good quote. I mean, I've said something, I've seen a lot of similar things to that. Basically, if you're going to have, if you're going to welcome bigots into your party, that's going to scare away the targets of their bigotry. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. Um, Can we go back to Tim's comment? The LPMC one? Yeah. Yeah. So... We, we understand that, Tim, but here's the thing. Um, what's what's Tho's position at the Mises Institute? I mean, he's been there for a decade at least, right? He's, he's Look like at his Twitter bio. Can we bring his Twitter bio up on the screen? Um, um, I forget the uh, uh, Tilden oh, of Blood, I think. He got, is in he his got rid of that. Bio. Oh, wait, maybe. Oh, no, he has me blocked on this account. Yeah, he has something weird there. I mean, but... Tilden or Blood, Google that. For a nice little history lesson, that's a direct call to um, Southern patriots, as so in League of the South type stuff. Everybody uh, knows so. Tho is in is in that kind of shit. I mean, he's a big DeSantis guy too. And I will say, like, obviously, the caucus is not the institute, but it was very clear that the caucus was named after the institute. And there is a whole lot of overlap. I mean, they invite Mises Institute figures to speak at their events. They there's a well, lot of there's a lot there, of cross pollination there. there. Who's on there? There's like a lot of directors or whatever. Um, well, I mean Tom. I mean Tom is a or um, I mean Tom. <laughs> um, no, but don't they like have? But um, let's see who else is. I'm pulling it up. I'll I'll share it in a second. Here, let me share screen. Like, yeah, we've got, um, we're beating the team here. This is the organizers, but let me scroll down. So Walter Block, um, they have, there's already changed their name to endorsed by Dr. Ron Paul. Apparently (laughs) (laughs) it also includes Tom Woods, Dave, Dave Smith, whose show apparently isn't big enough to include, even though they included everybody else's thing. It must be because he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. 
Um, oh, it's it's there. It's just not published because um, uh, the reason why is because Dave has no cultural relevance whatsoever. It's just so funny to me that everyone's like, yeah, see, if we get Dave Smith, he's so well known and he goes on Rogan and he'll definitely bring in all the voters and he'll be this big party. And the dude doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Like, that's that's just like, I don't know if you're if your entire appeal is that like you're this like well-known person that everybody would be attracted to, like you think you think you'd be on Wikipedia. I don't know. And then Scott Horton is here who I would have some good things to say about too, but the rumor is that he threatened to pull out of his speaking spot, at the libertarian national convention, if they canceled Tom Woods, spot. So fuck him. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know much. I and Michael Bolden's been fine. I don't know. Nice Every interaction calls. I've had with uh, Michael Bolden has been good. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I don't know anything. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> the, uh, the SPLC article might count as a reputable source to help Dave get his wiki page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that burn is against the Geneva Convention, Andy. <laughs> Oh, you haven't even... Oh, let's get to this nuclear burn right here. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Joe Joe's Wikipedia page. (laughs) And then we got got Maj, who's their uh, likely 2024 vice presidential nominee. That'll go over well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Who is he going to offer to have fillet him? Yeah, Which I know. major donor that's going to be left is. <laughs> Didn't he say something? He said he told who was he? He told some female libertarian activist that she had a nice mouth when they were arguing. The dude like. <laughs> when was that? He, I think that might have been Martha Bueno. It might like a yeah. while ago. But yeah, he's. I don't I think remember, I heard about that one. Dude's like yeah. a fifteen-year-old boy or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's has... their whole culture. It's bro culture. <laughs> It's yeah. Brock Allen Turner culture. Yeah. 12 shots. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, no. I'm sorry. Maybe not Brock. It's only Cliff Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, since they, since they like having Predator speak at the convention so much, they should just have Cliff Maloney open up for Tom Woods. He can be like the, you can get the crowd ready. You know? <laughs> Why don't just you have a seat over it. there? Why don't you have a seat <laughs> over there? We'll have two seats for him. We'll have to replay. We'll have to replay our. We'll have to replay um, the the video for at the for end. I mean, we'll post. We'll post it too. We'll post it, but we'll have to replay it. We'll have to go out with it. We'll replay it after we go. After we go, we'll we'll end after we go through these last guys, and then then we'll play it, and then we'll say bye to everybody. But we got Hornberger, who they're in twenty twenty, who is an open borders guy. We'll give him that. He doesn't seem. I don't know. He doesn't seem as as bad as the rest of them. I don't think he's a bad guy from what I, I, right. I mean, I met him in 2020 during the campaign. Um, I, we, he, he came to the Vermont uh, convention and I, I ate with him. So we had a, a fairly decent discussion. I think he means well. I think he's a good guy. I do think his libertarianism is a little bit rigid in some aspects, but he's got a solid foundation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like philosophically, I don't think I could pull too much apart from what I remember. 
Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fair. Um, oh, this is fun. Uh, look, look at Craig's comment right here. Fun note, Cliff Maloney, slash former Young Americans for Liberty, helped Mises form. Ha, <laughs> right, I think I heard that some while ago. For anyone who doesn't know, Cliff Maloney is the former head of Young Americans for Liberty. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago, that a lot of credible accusations of sexual harassment and I believe sexual assault came out. And just the other month, um, about a week after he came out in support of Tom Woods and the grooming scandal, Cliff Maloney was arrested for raping a woman. Vermont's great. Thank you, Katie. I hear the maple syrup is delicious. So then we got Walter Block, Gene Epstein, Larry Sharp, who is really disappointing that he's still involved with them. That's that's probably the nicest thing I can say there. You think he would have kind of known what's up by now, but I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to play both sides here or what. Sorry, who did you say? Larry. Larry. I don't know how to read Larry exactly. Exactly. Um, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. That's the I'll, I'll, timing. <laughs> I'll say it this way. Uh, I, I had a fairly long discussion with Larry right around the whole LPNH controversy. Um, I think his heart is solidly good. But the, I, I can't quite put my thumb on how to say this um his standards for a political party and how it operates are not something i can wrap my head around like he gave me a ton of great advice and i'm gonna carry that with me always but like in terms of who he's willing to work with i'm not sure i can go there that's fair and then, um, oh, what were you going to say? Oh, um, we'll do this, and then there's one comment of Alan's that we should address, and then we can wrap it up. Then we got Jim Cantrell, who's like this, he does some space thing, and it's his Phantom Space Corporation here, and Murray Saber, and I think he ran for Senate in New Jersey, or, or was it Senate? I don't remember. I remember he was a Mises-endorsed candidate. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think I remember him running for Senate. I think that might have been 18, and then yeah. he might have run for something else in 20. I don't yeah, know. That's, that sounds I familiar. could be misremembering or mixing that Some, up. One I, of those years. Okay, Jeremy, what do you want to say before we run okay. the Chris Hansen video again? So, um, um, there is a comment from Alan. So, if you want to take off your screen and um, oh, yeah. pull, okay. pull up everything. There we go. So yeah, at least there was a credible accusation and multiple corroborating accounts to construct a picture of predatory behavior. So it's funny because actually, even from what's public right now, there are multiple corroborating accounts because first of all, there's the information we gathered from Tom's podcast that Heather was on. There's the Facebook screenshots. There is Heather's sister, Tracy, coming out who literally saw all of this happen. Um, and including and making pictures. the accusations. I think there was yeah, a picture. She, she produced like, pictures of Tom visiting Oklahoma after Tom tried to claim that he couldn't have been dating Heather at the time because he lived in New York. He made some comment about bi-location, making fun of everybody, which he since deleted because people realized that it was just a long-distance relationship and he was able to visit, which he did multiple times. And then there was also a cousin of Heather and Tracy's that corroborated 
all of this on Twitter too, saying that Tracy was telling the truth. So Tracy has not changed. She hasn't been changing her story around. Um, I think the one person that has been changing their story around <laughs> is, is his name rhymes with Om Uds. And I'm going to say for a second, like people who don't like me, like me, maybe they think I'm dumb, but do you think I'm dumb enough to not have the evidence to prove a claim like this and risk a defamation suit? Because I'm, I'm honestly not dumb enough to do that. I have literally zero fear of a lawsuit from Tom Woods or a successful. I mean, he can, he can bring it. He's not going to have a good time with it. And he knows that he's not going to have a good time with it because he knows the truth. I know the truth. I'm not, John, I'm not afraid of any kind of lawsuit John, like that. So that should tell you something. John, come clean. You, you, you did all this after you were fed 12 shots, right? <laughs> That'll be my defense in court. Yeah. Happy birthday, Joe. See, Tom was immature. Heather What's was your take immature. on the narcissistic? So wait, wait. Are we saying that Heather was grooming Tom now? Is that the claim? <laughs> <laughs> she was really forty-five, and he was really fourteen. Uh, so, what's my take on the narcissistic abuse? I think Tom is an abusive narcissist. That's my take. I don't. I'm not sure what you're referring to specifically beyond that, but. That's my take. So let's get this video queued up again. All right. So this is, oh. for anyone who missed it earlier, we were sent this. Um, it's a message to Tom. It's from Cameo, and it's from Chris Hansen himself. So we'll play this again for everybody. Tom, 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 what am I to do with you? First of all, this very suspicious screen name, Math Tudor 15 for you. What do you mean by math tutor 15 for you? I hope you're not looking for 15 year olds. I hope 15 is just your lucky number. Not that you're trying to get lucky with a 15 year old because if that was the case, you could end up in a dark kitchen being interrogated by me, which nobody wants. So behave yourself, get your confidence up. I understand you're presenting in Reno and you're nervous. Just tell the crowd to have a seat right over there, then begin. Then you can have a seat afterwards. Take care. Good luck with the speech. I'll be watching. And is high, by the way. Sorry about AOL Instant Messenger. We used it a lot for the Predator cases, too. I'll have more of those soon on the TV for you. Sampling now on my YouTube channel. Have a seat with Chris Hansen podcast. Predators I've caught. Don't be in them, Tom. Especially in Reno. Just watch or listen to them. In the meantime, I'll be watching out for you. So stay safe, stay healthy, and you'll be just fine with that speech, I'm sure. I love the book now cameo thing at the end. <laughs> right. All right. Do we have anything else we want to touch on before we before we wrap up? I mean, I I don't think we're. I, we might do something. I don't know. I might want to do something yeah. on Sunday, depending, or even Saturday, depending on what happens this weekend. Did um, did you bring up that uh, Heiss actually thinks the SPLC article is a badge of honor? Oh, a bunch of them do. Because they I they apparently. They want to be included with the kind of people they want to bring to the party. So their their names oh, are listed alongside them. Should I throw that Google Drive link into the comments for the uh, for the video? Let's let's just let's upload it to Facebook. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Facebook and probably YouTube. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's do both of those. All right. So thanks to everybody for watching uh, at a podcast that was not at our normal time. I don't know if we don't have anything planned for this weekend because we did one uh, last weekend. What, what did you say? That the half-informed reputational destruction. Tell Tom that I will uh, waive service. But uh, <laughs> if he thinks I'm destroying his reputation. But uh, we might do something, a special thing this weekend, depending on what happens, because I imagine... Do we want to invite Alan on to, to refute any of this? Maybe another time. I think we've gone, we've gone a little late. No, I mean, already. not necessarily right now, but like we yeah. can extend the invitation now. Alan yep. can be like, no, you're a bunch of losers that drink too much soy. And then we can know that he doesn't want to stand behind what he says. His, your best friend introduced him to his current or his current fiance or to his ex-wife. That's, that's an interesting one. So your best friend was the, was the one who put them in the AOL chat room together. Is that what you're saying? Why don't you have a seat over there? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll go into this later. Alan can feel free to respond. But uh, we'll see everyone. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, actually, I would like to have him on. That actually would be very interesting. But we'll see everyone again either this weekend or next weekend. Thanks for watching. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>